Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Before I begin episode two of season two, I want to call your attention back to episode one of season two, our last episode together, because I shared with you that I took a survey of women who follow me on social media and through my website, and I asked them, where do you struggle the most in your Christian friendships? And as many, many, many of them answered that survey, there were a few areas that seemed common to most of them. And that's what I'm going to be addressing over the next several episodes. So just to refresh your memory, those areas where most women struggled are envy and comparison on both sides. There are women who are envious of me and who are constantly comparing themselves to me, and I do the same thing. I'm envious and I I compare. The second one was that I'm easily offended or I can't deal with all these women who are easily offended. Both sides of the coin. Drama, judgment. And then there was an inability to problem solve with a friend when a conflict arises. And then finally, the inability to gracefully and biblically address sin when a friend is teeter-tottering on the edge and you're so afraid of being judgmental, you're so afraid of saying the wrong thing, you don't quite know where the biblical line is. Those are the areas that women reported to me they struggle with the most. So we're going to go over them over the next few episodes in season two. And today I'm going to start with a story that I call Consider the Source. It's a story that happened to me. And then I'm going to teach you some God tools that I'd been taught that helped me navigate my way when some friends hurt my feelings. So let's get going on season two, episode two, Consider the Source. To begin with, I want to read a scripture to you that I read to you in episode one, and that is 2 Corinthians 10, 5, and 6 from the message. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. This is the goal, girls. Maturity in Christ. Maturity in Christ. And it has everything to do with almost every aspect of our lives. Our marriage, our parenting, our friendships, our jobs, our relationship to God, and any addictions or strongholds that are going on in our lives, all of it has to do with right thinking, a close and dedicated relationship to Christ, and the maturity that comes from applying His Word to our lives for growth and change. 
The title of this episode, episode two, is Consider the Source. And I'll explain what that means in a minute, but first I want to read Proverbs 19.11 in the NIV to you. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And so today I'm going to share a story with you that will address being easily offended and what to do when a friend or friends hurt you. When your button gets pushed and you just don't know what to do, what do you do? Well, about eight years ago, a group of friends and I, all of us on a leadership team, were taking a trip to a women's conference in Pennsylvania. It was a day conference. It was for leaders. We were so excited to go. There would be a two-hour ride up, lots of time to chat in the car, a full day of soaking in excellent teaching, and then two hours back and a dinner along the way. Lots and lots of girlfriend time. There was so much joy just waiting for this day to arrive. I got up early in the morning, got my shower, got my makeup on, got myself ready to go. But when I went to my closet and pulled out the outfit I'd selected to wear that day and put it on, it didn't fit anymore. It did not fit anymore. Sometime between the time I wore it last and this particular day, I'd gained enough weight that the outfit was way too tight to wear to the conference. And I don't know about you, but that was the end of my joy regarding that day, the conference, my friends, the whole shebang. The joy was gone. I was upset. I was hurt. I was mad. And I didn't want to go to the conference anymore. I was frustrated. And I was having all kinds of negative self-talk. But I went to my closet. I rooted around for something that fit that I didn't really want to wear and left to meet everybody at the carpool place really, really upset. Now I got in my car and I thought I better call my girlfriends and tell them that now I'm late. So I called them and I apologized and I told them I was on my way. And then I thought to myself, you know, you're so miserable. You really need to pull yourself together. You don't want to drag everybody else in the car down on the way up there. So I did what I often do when I'm not feeling happy or joyful. I put on some praise music in the car. I pull in. All my girlfriends were there around the cars and the vans we were driving up to Pennsylvania in, and they were all laughing. I was actually relieved to see that they were laughing because I was a little worried they were miffed at me for being late. So greatly relieved, I walked over to them, smiling, and then one of them turned to me and she said, Laura, you never hung up the phone after you called us. So we've been standing here for 15 minutes listening to you sing all the way up the road. And then one of them said, and it wasn't very good. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. I was crushed. I was really crushed. I was humiliated that they would have listened to me for that long. As I sang in my car driving up the road, I kept thinking, why didn't somebody stick up for me? And just turn the phone off. But they didn't. You know, it was just mortifying. I mean, I don't know how you sing in your car, but I don't sing like anybody's listening. And I was mortified. And as soon as they said those words to me, that was it. I went to the dark place. I was thinking to myself, first of all, they listened to you sing all the way up the road. Secondly, you have a really bad voice. And third, you're fat. I was upset. I know I keep saying it, but I was really upset. But here's the thing. I'd been growing and maturing in my faith. I'd been in counseling for a while. And 
I was finishing up my education in Christian counseling. And with all those things working together inside of me, something had shifted. Now, I want to pause here and say this to you. If you listen to season one of the Still Becoming podcast, you know that I have gone on a long and winding journey to healing from disordered eating, negative body image, negative self-talk, an unhealthy relationship with food, trauma, and all the things that wrap around that, including shame. But when this happened eight years ago, I was at the very beginning of my healing journey, but I did have some tools and things were beginning to shift. I was learning to process my emotions with God and my mind really was being renewed. And so I reluctantly got in the car with all my girlfriends, feeling sick to my stomach, thinking the day was ruined for me. And then, and then I had my renewing your mind moment. The Holy Spirit came to my mind and he planted a thought. Practice what you've been taught, Laura. Practice what you've been taught. You've been given the tools to deal with just this thing. Use them now. My brain wanted to go down the old road, but mid-trip, it realized there was a new path to choose. And so I prayed, and I asked God to help me make sense of what just happened and to please take the pain away so I can enjoy the day, so that I can learn at the conference. And so, yes, I could even enjoy my friends, who, by the way, had no earthly idea I was upset because I am a world-class stuffer. I laughed with them at my singing and slapped a big smile on it. Ugh, I've learned not to do that too. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you the tools I learned that I was able to apply to that very situation. And I hope they'll help you too. Well, friends, I'm so excited to tell you that my new book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul, has just been released. You can find it on my website, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, ChristianBook.com, and other online retailers. Still Becoming is a 31-day devotional journal that takes you on a sacred journey where you'll discover true freedom and that healing and peace have nothing to do with the number on the scale. Join me and learn to rethink your struggles with disordered eating, body image, and dieting through the lens of self-compassion and God's grace. So let's begin with God tool number one. I learned to consider the source. Now, I remember when I was a little girl, I'd come home from school, and if I told my mother that someone had been mean to me, her response would be something like, oh, Laura Ann, just consider the source. And consider the source was a negative. It was like, well, that's a mean girl who said that to you. Who cares? But I want to suggest to you that we can use consider the source in a positive way too. And girls, this is a powerful God tool when it comes to friendship. So for instance, when I stop, when I pause, and of course you've heard me say stop and pause all through season one, because this alone is a great practice. So when I stop and I pause, when I take a sela, take a deep breath, and when I consider the source of the laughter and of the hurt that day, I realize that those women are my friends. They're my sisters. They would never, ever deliberately hurt me. And I have years of evidence that prove that. The second tool that I've been given is to consider the permissions that I've given in these relationships. So for instance, I love to be teased. I really do. 
and I have a good-natured sense of humor about such things. Usually, I'm the first person who tells on myself. I laugh at myself routinely. I love to joke and kid around. And I clearly gave permission over the course of our friendship for these women to tease me. And normally, I love it. I'm okay being teased. I've allowed it my whole life, and I certainly have allowed my girlfriends to tease me. Some of our best moments are funny stories about each other. And so what they were doing was good-natured teasing, and they never meant to hurt me. I have allowed them to tease me all along. I own that. And three, the third tool is to consider how much information they were responsible for that morning. Our friends are not mind readers. So here are three things they didn't know when they were teasing me. The first thing they didn't know, they didn't know I had a bad morning. I hadn't shared that with them. They didn't know I couldn't fit into my clothes. And they didn't know that I was ruminating with negative self-talk before I even got there. If they had known, they would have been way more gentle with me for sure that day. But they didn't know. They didn't know. Even though it hurt, they weren't responsible for what they didn't know. So the third tool is that other people can't be responsible for the emotions that are going on inside of us that they have no idea about. Again, they're not mind readers. Once I went through these three tools quickly in my head, praying all the time, praying all the time, believe me, everything calmed down. It really did. And I was able to truly let it go. I felt so much better and it didn't involve anyone but me and God. There was no confrontation. There was no drama. We had a great day. We had a lot of fun. We had a great trip back home. All was well. Proverbs 17, 9 says, whoever overlooks an offense seeks love, but whoever keeps bringing up the issue separates the closest of friends. The day could have gone quite differently. It really could have. So to recap the three God tools, the first tool is to consider the source. Recall their faithfulness to you. Recall their friendship and their love. Everybody gets to have an off day or two. The second tool is to consider the permissions that you've given in your relationships. And by the way, you can always go back and change those permissions if you need to, but always let people know. And then the third tool is to consider that our friends are not mind readers. Now, let me read you Proverbs 17, 9. I just read it to you in the NIV. Let me read it to you in the message. Overlook an offense and bond a friendship. Fasten on to a slight and goodbye, friend. Have you fastened on to a slight? Have you lost a friend? Listen, there are times when people really hurt us on purpose, and many times it's because they're hurting themselves. You've heard the term, hurting people hurt people. And there is a biblical way to have a conversation with a friend who hurt you. And that will be a subject for an upcoming episode in season two. It's one of the things women struggle with, is what to do when someone deliberately hurts you, and there needs to be a conversation about that. But what we talked about today doesn't rise to that occasion. I want to read you, before we head into our soul fitness exercise and prayer, my own definition of grace when it comes to our girlfriends. Grace is when your button gets pushed and the emotions rush in and you pick up a stone. But before you throw it, there's a pause when you remember who is on the receiving end of that stone. She's my friend. 
And now we'll end as we always do with a soul fitness exercise to strengthen our core. At the beginning of today's episode, I read Proverbs 19.11, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Taking your journal out, write down a time where maybe you weren't patient and you didn't use your wisdom and you didn't overlook an offense. But don't stop there. Write down a time when you did use your wisdom and your patience and you were able to overlook an offense. What are the differences? How are the outcomes similar or completely different? Write it all down and then share with God in your journal the areas where you personally struggle in your relationships. He is faithful to help because relationships matter to God. Let me pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I am praying for every woman who is listening to my voice today. And Lord, I ask a blessing over her friendships, whether she has many friends or just a few. May they be healthy and rich and mature. Lord, I remember that your word tells us that others will know we are your disciples by the way we love each other and the way we love others. Help us to live up to the title disciple in our relationships. Lord, we want to become wise and patient and mature. Thank you, God, for coming in to rescue us and grow us up to look more like your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, friends, I'm so excited to begin season two with all of you and to dig into these important topics. Please make sure you hit the follow button at the top of this page and leave me a starred review. This helps women who need this message most find my podcast, and I hope you'll tell your friends too. And then I have a little bit of news as we sign off here today. During Lent, I'm going to be offering my book still becoming as a virtual book study. Lent is a time of awareness, repentance, grace, and renewal. So instead of giving up chocolate and Netflix, let's give up shame, yo-yo dieting, and our unhealthy relationship with food. Let's go deeper in our relationship with God. You can find the details on how to sign up for the virtual book study in the show notes. And I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming podcast.